This is the Daily Wrestling News Show for November 3rd, 2021. I'm Ryan Joy, and I am joined today by Mr. John Smith. We are going to be talking about hopes for the future. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Hey, man. How you doing today? It's cold over here, over in Jersey. It's It got down to like 34 degrees overnight. I was just talking with a, with a guy outside that we are enjoying the weather because it's not... 97 and a half degrees down here you know it's in the the low 80s so uh we don't see 34 too often yeah you pick the best times of the year to come up this way you stay in florida once it starts getting like this (laughs) yeah all right well uh the idea here is that we are going to do a round table discussion seven to ten days after the royal rumble and so what we're doing today is kind of talking about what our hopes for wrestling are between now and then uh, we had John Acani on the show Monday and we talked through his hopes and stuff like that. And we had Travis on yesterday. We talked about his hopes today. We're doing John Smith. And then tomorrow we'll have Al Carl on the show to round out the week. Uh, so John, let's kick things off. What are you hoping? For? Well, before we do, let's talk about the last time we had this discussion. The last time we had this discussion was episode 100. We're at episode 178 today. Uh, so, we want to revisit what you said for episode 100 or what your hope was for about this time period. What you said at that time was that AEW needed to introduce a third title. Uh, and you had also mentioned the second television show, which came, came true. Um, but you had thrown out a cruiserweight option or a hardcore title, or you even said maybe they do something totally different that we've never heard of, like the UK heritage cup. Um, so that led the conversation. We talked about singles titles and trios titles and, uh, secondary championship for the women, which we did get. Uh, and, ten, and my personal favorite, whenever we talk AEW, is my hope for the 10-man tag titles. Um, so uh, looking back at that prediction, do you still think they need another title in the ranks? I do. I mean, it makes more sense that they went with the women's one first, and it makes more sense that they made it a, a not a tag ma- tag title because they don't really have any women's tag teams per right. se. You know, they have like some tandems or whatever, but for the most part, you wouldn't really have much of a women's tag team division. So it made sense to do a second women's title before you do a third men's title. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they still need a, a third men's title because that roster is so big. And so, I mean, once you once you get past like you know the TNT title, then everybody's just like, "What are you fighting for, really?" You know. I mentioned on that show that I and I still think this is true. I really like the concept of having the sort of the elevation title, the the, the title that you you work with, that you earn, and what that does is it if you defend it a certain number of times, it earns you something else. So. Traditionally, like the the television championship in NWA, NWA would be that you had seven or so defenses, and then you would earn a world title shot. In this scenario, maybe you have uh, the AEW Dark Championship, and you hold that for you know seven or eight weeks, and then you get a big shot at the TNT title or something on Dynamite. You know, so I still think I think that's a great way to do things. It's easy booking too, but right. um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I also liked your thoughts about the like the gimmick style, like a hardcore thing, or or like the Heritage Cup. Yeah, like, especially because they're not afraid to bleed. 
you know, yeah, like, <laughs> and you know, they're all about giving us what we want as as like hardcore wrestling fans. They're not trying to appeal to anybody else but us. And we want to see some some ECW, you know, like yeah, yeah. But like we could go watch Combat Zone wrestling, but then we will also get like 15 botches when we watch it, you know. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see some some quality hardcore wrestling for once. Absolutely. All right. Well, what do you got in store for us for uh, this next period that we're running up through uh, Royal Rumble season? Well, as far as the um, – one my first hope is that Chris Statlander wins this this tournament that's coming up for oh, the T- okay. TBS title. You know, I don't think they need to uh, – Thunder Rosa already had her time. I mean, I know she wasn't, you know, the champ, but she was the NWA champ in, and dominating in AEW. Um, Sheeta doesn't need it. Nyla doesn't need it. Um, the, Ruby is the only one that, like, kind of scares me, and they're fighting each other this week. And, you know, to be honest, Ruby doesn't really need it either because she kind of got herself over just by by coming in. So what they, they don't need to put that title on her. Let's build somebody new. And even if it's not her, let it be, you know, Anna J. Let it be somebody that's not like same old bleep, you know? What about Jade? She seems to be the heavy favorite. Yeah. I, see, Jade just seems more like a world champion to me. Mm, okay. So I feel like, you know, if if they were to put the TBS title on her, how the hell do you take it off of her? Yeah, well, that I think that's the problem of um, getting her in the position to fight Brit because if she if she's in that position, they either have to beat her or they have to put the title on her and rely on her to have good matches. When I I don't think she's ready for good matches yet. So I was I so I so it seems like they either they need to find figure out a way to get her out of this too because if they want the TBS title to be a title where there's good matches, they probably don't want it on her. So yeah, otherwise, otherwise you're going to get a squash match every week for the TBS title, and it's not going to be you know entertaining. Now the other maybe thing it will is, be entertaining at first, but <laughs> yeah, for the longest time in AEW, they had completely up and down the card heel champions. You had Omega, you had the Bucks, you had Miro, and you had Britt Baker. Now things are a little bit more even, right? You have the Lucha Bros, which are faces. And you have uh, Sammy Guevara, who is a face, at least for the moment. Um, but you still have Britain, you still have Kenny, and I think those are the two two big champions in the in the company. So now introducing a third, I like your idea of Chris Statlander. She hasn't had uh, she had a title shot at a pay per view, but she hasn't really had a big moment since. She had a good comeback when she came back from injury. But she hasn't had like this real big, big moment. So maybe this would be it. Yeah, and she's she's much bigger than the other girls. Not not in a large fat way, but just like it's it's plausible for her to beat a Jade Cargill in the finals, even if it is with a raw roll up. And it's it's plausible for her to get through this tournament. You know, she already earned a buy. Yeah. yeah. So they think highly enough of her in the first place. Right. Well. We'll see. I think that's a that's a very interesting uh, interesting prediction. I'm gonna I, I, along the same lines. When we had episode 100, uh, we talked about who we thought might be a first time champion, and you had mentioned that you thought Dakota Kai would be a first time champion. Uh, and so, with that, um, we as we look back, we did have the Raquel and Dakota feud, 
and it did not result in Dakota walking away with the championship, but it did result in us having more more matches between Dakota and Raquel, apparently, after Raquel dropped the title. So do you still yeah. think there's a NXT Women's Championship in Dakota's future, or do you think that she's probably going to stay away from that title before she until she gets called up? Yeah, unfortunately, I think... She- she missed the boat on that. I think Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction, you know, made them call a little bit of an audible, or they decided to go a different direction or something. Um, you know, we're still getting the the real, you know, intense feud be- between her and Raquel. She still cost Raquel the title, even though she didn't win it from her. So she's got, you know, that little, you know, jab at her. And then we can get, I think we can get the both of them in the Royal Rumble this year. You know, yeah. like I think, uh, especially Raquel. Now, like once she's done with Dakota, Raquel needs to enter that rumble. Whether Dakota follows her and maybe they continue their feud on the main roster, which is something we haven't ever seen before, them you know continue something from NXT onto the main roster. Yeah, I I I think a lot of both of them. I think Raquel has come very far, very fast, and she's also. I, she's every got to be everything they they you know they want right like she's big she has the stature you can believe her against anybody and then dakota you know face or heel she's great like she is a really really good worker um so it, you know she would mix things up get a new face in there too um so yeah anytime they want to call either of them i'd be happy with that um do you have more hopes between now and the, the Rumble? Uh, yeah, I also have written down that I hope that Hit Row really, you know, gets a chance. And because I think they can they could take over that like group thing that the, you know, that the New Day kind of had just, mm-hmm. you know, be that group on SmackDown. And, you know, they can hold the tag titles and the women's title and the U.S. title all at the same time. Maybe it's not that's not like my wild prediction, but. You know, just something where you know I think they could be dominant, and they're they'll be they'll always be entertaining because they're always writing new rhymes and they're always good. There's it's similar in a way, like you you, you have you see like a steady progression of these uh, stables. Um, you know, you had the New Day, and they had a, a long run as the sort of a unique act. And the Street Profits came in as well, and they had sort of a similar. They're very different than the New Day, and they're very different than Hit Row, but they did still have like this gift of gab as a stable. And then you bring in hit row, which is also very different from the other two. Um, and, but I could, I could draw a line between all of them and they've had pretty good success with them. Um, so the only, you know, people, people are saying, you know, maybe that some of these guys got called up too soon, you know, beef Abner hadn't had a lot of matches neither has top dollar, but they're very, very charismatic. So I think that they can, work in tag matches to kind of shield us from seeing that. And then, like you said, if you brought them up, let's bet on them. Let's make them stars. Let's do it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think B-Fab kind of proved herself in that Electra Lopez hardcore match or no DQ match or whatever. Um, as far as Top Dollar being green, he doesn't he, – you could protect him by just having the other two guys fight all the time, and he's just the big man that comes in and cleans up at the end. Like you know, moment. he does. Yeah, he doesn't need to have you know be you know caught in chokeholds and doing you know reverse Irish whips into the turnbuckles and whatnot. He can just be that. And I think this might spell the end for Angelo Dawkins, unfortunately, because they might end up splitting up the Street Profits because we already yeah. got the the gift the gift of gab over here on SmackDown with Raw. 
or with uh, a lot of talk about that. A lot of talk. In fact, there were um, I don't know some rumors and stuff that came out around the draft that three profits might get split up, and they might have left Dawkins on SmackDown and brought Montez over with Bianca on Raw, and they didn't do that. Um, but it certainly opens the door up, and and Montez Ford had a great match with Roman Reigns, so. Um, you know, I think they're definitely looking at, at Montez as a as a singles act. So I think you're right. That I don't know if Dawkins can survive on his own. Unfortunately, like Dawkins is actually really good in the ring too. He's always the guy that's stuck in the ring for a while, and then you know, yeah, he he's gets, the setup he gets guy. yeah, he's a setup guy. Yeah. So and and you always see him doing some pretty cool moves. It's just like he gets overshadowed by Montez. I think he'd be really good with Otis. You know, you yeah, definitely... well, I think we would have to put him with Tucker, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, they, they, they could call themselves the Genetis, the Genetis, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just thinking, like, Otis, you know, he seems to need a guy to play off, and you know, Dawkins is, you know, he's not as charismatic as Ford, but he's still very good on the mic. Um, and so if he had, you know, the, had some people to play off each other. Could be great. Well, yeah, he could be the next uh, member of the Alpha Academy. There, there you go. Just completely revamp his look and everything. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Those are um, good. my biggest one I have is we need some real competition between AEW and WWE, and all it takes is them moving Rampage back a couple hours and making it two hours. You know, it's the same day. Um, they still do the same, you know, plate like you know, tape at the same places and stuff. I would think uh, mm -hmm. so. You know, everybody wants like wants to talk about ratings and this and that, but if they're not head to head, wouldn't what do the ratings actually really matter? You know, it, it gives you a little idea of what's going on, but then you know, where was there a football game on? Who was in the football? You know, all that stuff. So, you know, I, I think that if if AEW wants to keep talking the or not them themselves, but their wrestlers and then the fans of both sides just always talking about ratings and stuff. We need to actually see them go head to head. And that's what I'm really hoping for this year. Yeah. And we did, I mean, we saw, we had a year of head to head between AEW and NXT, but it was, I mean, NXT was the clear C show for, for WWE. Right. If they went in head to head against SmackDown, you know, the, there's going to be a lot of talk about that not being apples to apples either, because one's a cable network and one's uh, a network. Um, and yeah, but and who does... doesn't get TBS and TNT though? Who's watching on their antennas right now? <laughs> a lot of people, I guess. I, I, I not to be con contrarian, but I guess right. the the numbers are quite significant. Um, and SmackDown, but look, when SmackDown was on, on FS1. That was cable to cable, but it still wasn't wasn't right because there's a lot of people that would have normally watched SmackDown that it probably didn't have FS1 and also just couldn't find it. Because what, what a lot of people don't understand about the ratings is that the ratings that you see, it's an average number of viewers over the course of the the time, the duration of the show. Right. And with all wrestling, it's mostly it's people that tune in for this segment or tune in for that segment. It's not the person like me and John Smith and most of the people watching this show that sit down when it starts and then get up when it ends. Most people aren't watching the full two or three hour show. So you have casual viewers that are catching it through the scroll. So your placement in the cable lineup, all kinds of things 
uh, factor into this. And SmackDown is a great location for them on Fox. FS1 is not, and it's not their normal station. So it, it wasn't a, a fair comparison. I would like to see a head-to-head. I think um, Travis has said that too in the past. He'd like to see them go up against SmackDown. And the only thing I will say is, is it really healthy for for wrestling fans? Like, <laughs> do they need something else? <laughs> I, I, but they're already... They're fabricating yeah. something that doesn't exist in the first place. So why not just have it for real? Uh, yeah. um, you know, and it would also give us a better product on both sides. I mean, sure. maybe you oh, think okay. that AEW wouldn't change much, but I think SmackDown would change a lot if if it start if they ended up go having to go head to head for the full two hours with AEW. Yeah, I would. I would a love to see Rampage in prime time. So I love that part. Um, I actually think. SmackDown is the best product WWE has, and I think Raw is perhaps the worst. And I and I'm and I'm saying this like I'll put 205 Live and main event ahead of Raw. Like I'd rather watch those. I would love for it to be AEW going head to head on Mondays to make them take a look at Raw and, and get that product improved. The trouble is, I know that the the uh, cons who own the Jaguars will never never go against the NFL on Monday. Like it's just a thing that they they have that they won't do. So so I think we're probably looking at the SmackDown competition. But right. But yeah, I, I think that that would be great. It would be nice to have a true war in that sense. I, and, well, I think yeah. this the if a competition with SmackDown were to end up happening, I think they might end up uh, combining the rosters on WWE because they'd want all of their top guys on the the competitive the competitive show or most of them so I, I think that they would they would need to and then they, they'd be able to advance storylines on monday to make you want to watch more on friday etc etc i look yeah. et I, I you know i try to remember how long it was ago where i thought maybe they might do that um yeah i, I you know when when times get tough that is a that's a uh lever that they're gonna pull and you know, I think it would it would be <laughs> so. On one hand, it'd be really good for that product, right? Probably because you'd have uh, more continuity <coughs> shows and things like that, and you could build up things between the shows. The problem is, you probably would eliminate a lot of jobs that way. But yeah, but that's what they're known for. So what's a what's another round of forty cuts? Come on. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Well, that's think, something that I hope for in AEW a little bit. Not that I want anybody to lose their job, but I want them to like either streamline that roster or make you know dark and dark elevation matter more in a way. Just get them on regular TV. Yeah, I, I I hear that. You know, we we often talk about the size of the AEW roster, and I think that was the point you were making with the titles when we talked about episode 100. Is you got so many guys and they don't have really anything that they're doing. If you add a title in, it would. It would help. And they probably it, added like 15 guys since we had that show too. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And, and I, you know, honestly, if uh, if these guys, if, if AW looks at a guy and says, I can make money on that guy. Like literally I can pay this guy 250000 and I can make three hundred on him through merchandising and action figures. I don't think it matters if they, how much he wrestles, if they, if they think they can, you know, make the, make the return on him. 
you know, yeah, but it, it matters to that guy in the long sure. run who's not getting any exposure, and then he could be like, "Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm all elite," you know, like whatever. And then, uh, like two years from now, when things come crashing back down to earth, all he'll have on his resume is that he was employed there. He'll have really no matches to show for it. Yeah, yeah. So you may be right. Maybe get those. Or, God forbid, I don't need another wrestling show. But maybe the second hour of Rampage had to head with SmackDown. But I really don't need it. Although, listen, if Ring of Honor truly goes away for a while, that that was like four wrestling shows a week between their their various YouTube shows, uh, an occasional pay-per-view, and ROH TV. So maybe there's an opening there. Um We'll see. I maybe maybe there's an acquisition there, and somebody puts on a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, how? Let's buy it. How much is that going to cost us? You know, when when Vince bought WCW, it was only like two million dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so we could probably get Ring of Honor for like four hundred k. Let's do it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk after the show. Okay. <laughs> All right, that was your that was your big hope was the the head to head competition the Friday Night Wars. Uh, was that the last one or you got more? Um, no more. No. Okay, let's go into wild ass prediction, uh, and I'll set the table. John DeConi's had the wildest ass prediction. He said that he thinks Austin Theory is going to be WWE champion in twenty twenty two. So, uh, what do you got for us? <laughs> um, I didn't, uh, mine's definitely not that wild. I, I don't know. It might even be kind of chalky now that I think about it. I think Riddle will end up being world champ or universal champ, most likely world champ, by uh, the end of 2022. Now, I, is uh, this a, you think this is a situation where it's a WrestleMania moment where he and he gets a rumble win or he gets an elimination chamber win to lead up to mania and that happens there. Or do you think it's more of a second half of the year type of thing? Um, I could see it being a money in the bank situation. Okay. Now I know that we said that that's pretty much the only way Austin theory is going to win the world (laughs) (laughs) for John Ducati's prediction is if he wins the, um, the money in the bank, but I I could, I, I had riddle winning money in the bank last year, this year. And I, I was thinking that um, we would get a whole – and then Randy Orton would end up winning the title, and then we'd get that whole dynamic. But they ended up winning the tag titles together. So um, we still got to wait for the split between RK-Bro. Yeah. Um, it could be Randy ends up with the title again at some point, and then Riddle beats him for the title because they're going to give him another reign or two. Maybe they won't give him a 17th reign, but Randy Orton will end up tying Cena and Flair at least, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think he'll be up there. And I don't think it's out of the question for, like like you're mentioning, um, I don't think it's too wild. Right now with the way Riddle's positioned, it feels kind of crazy. Like if you were to tell me that in this quarter that he's going to be champion, that's really wild ass. But Matt Riddle as WWE champion or universal champion by the end of 2022, I'll buy it. I, I it could happen. I I think a lot, you know, if Riddle Riddle and Randy have their split, and let's just say that split leads to a WrestleMania match and Riddle wins that, he's gonna get the Cesaro look, right? You know, Cesaro got, you know, a couple of big matches after that, and maybe that's how you know you steadily progress riddle into a, a program in late 
late in the year where he may he may build up to that spot. I think Riddle's a made man in WWE at this point. I think he really has to do something major to to fall out of the, their good graces. He's yeah, he I think so. He's slotted in there sort of in the middle though. I hope it doesn't mean that he's like um you know kind of the Sheamus spot for the rest of his career, you know, where he's basically middle middle of the road guy. But right, you know, he had his fair share of scandals that WWE looked the other way and on and stuff. And actually, I I don't know that they helped him. Uh, they may have, but they certainly didn't um, didn't fire him immediately like a lot of other guys. So, right. All right. Uh, let's see. I had um, I actually had a hope. Uh, I've been releasing one hope for the future each episode. I forgot to mention it. So okay. I would like to see some buzz for Impact Wrestling. Two years ago, they generated a lot of buzz around this time when they started heating up Tessa Blanchard, who became world champion. That garnered a lot of eyeballs for them. And then last year, they generated a lot of buzz with the Don Callis and Kenny Omega crossover stuff. And that happened about this time last year. It was December. That was a year ago already? Holy crap. I believe um, Kenny Omega won the world championship on December 2nd. So it's been 11 months. So my question is like, my hope is what are they going to do this year to generate buzz? Uh, They they need to do something because unfortunately, I don't think they gained anything long-term by having the Omega angle. I think they're kind of, they would have to speak for themselves. I'm not sure exactly where they were before, but I know they've regressed a lot since the initial Kenny Omega angle in terms of, their ratings and things like that. So what might they do to generate buzz this year? And, I, you know, there's free agents that they could sign that might generate buzz. So, Well, that's the thing that I forgot to write down. I was thinking of it yesterday when you first sent me the text about today's show is Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, everybody wants to see him go to AEW where he would get more exposure. But if he went to Impact, he could save Impact or, like, at least get them – you know, to double their viewership or something like that. The the problem with the Kenny thing is that Kenny came in and make made everybody in Impact look weak and then walked out. You know, yeah. he didn't even lose the title to somebody in Impact. He lost it to Christian Cage, so he could lose to somebody in Impact. So I mean, I do that, think that was yeah, unfortunate uh, way for that. Oh, Kenny a lot of the the faith the Impact faithful. I think they might have actually lost viewership from their people that they already had hooked. Because it was like, okay, now all the guys you're telling me all the guys that I watch are just like C level douchebags, you know? Yeah, I I think Kenny Omega should have not lost that belt to Christian. I think it made sense for the AEW storyline they were building for all out, but Kenny Omega should have lost that belt to Ace Austin or Moose or Sammy Callahan or somebody that could have used that like up because and Al Carr will be mad for me saying this. A win over Christian is not the same as a win over Kenny Omega. In Absolutely. Imagine so. Josh Alexander gets the win over Kenny Omega. That that that's like a career maker right there. Yeah. Well, then it would have been real bad if Moose took him out afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and then imagine the heat there. Like you yeah. finally beat get somebody to beat Kenny, and it's Josh Alexander of all people, and then Moose just sweeps the rug right out from under him. Yeah, I would have rather seen the that, but. So what will they? So I don't know. Maybe the Bray Wyatt thing. Maybe Braun Strowman. Maybe there's. Maybe there's. Could be big bubbling news with Ring of Honor even. Um, but they got to do something to generate a lot of buzz. Uh, and I don't know what they're going to do this year. But they have had good success in this season. 
Um, so I hope that they have some success generating buzz, um, you know, this winter. So I'd like to see Braun Strowman go there, but at the same time, you know, he towers over W. Morrissey and Moose. So then he's going to have to be like the, you know, the big dominant guy there. I think they don't, they might not want that. I, I think that Braun should go to Japan for five years and then become like a badass strong style Braun Strowman over there <laughs> and then come back and just dominate wherever he goes five years from now. Man, I, I would imagine that would be a very uncomfortable life in Japan for him because he's so big. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Thought, I've, yeah. We all know the stories about Andre having yeah. to like sleep in bathtubs and stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Well, we, so we've covered uh, our hopes for the future here. We covered some uh, wild day predictions, uh, and I'm, so it brings us. We're going to be having a roundtable seven to ten days after the Royal Rumble. So I want to ask. This is way too early. Royal Rumble prediction time. Who do you got, John? Okay, well, <clears throat> somewhat of a wild prediction and also more of a hope than a <laughs> than an actual prediction is Omas. Oh, wow. I, I think Omas just – I think he has it. I don't know what it is when it comes to big men, but I think he's got it and he's got the attitude and he's, you know, silly strong. It looks like he, he seems like he's even stronger than Braun Strowman was the way he handles people. Possibly not, but whatever. And so, I mean, that's my hope for who wins. But if I were to have to put money on somebody right now, it would be Brock Lesnar. He's only won one Royal Rumble. There's so many guys that have, not so many, but plenty of guys that have won twice. And yep. he should be on the list included with them. You know, it makes sense to have him come back around that time because he's suspended indefinitely right now. Um and it makes sense to have one more fight between him and Roman at WrestleMania where Roman actually wins it. Because I'm pretty sure that Lesnar beat him both times they actually fought at WrestleMania. That sounds right. Lesnar didn't lose much. Because so. I think Roman beat Lesnar at the, uh, Saudi Arabia like a couple weeks right after WrestleMania or something like that. I don't think so. I think I think Lesnar beat him a bunch. Like like beat him at time after time after time because that Saudi Arabia was a steel cage match and they both like Roman. Oh yeah. They went through cage. Yeah. And then Lesnar hit the ground first or whatever. So, but I know, I know Roman did end up beating him at some point, not recently, the, like, you know, back when they yeah. face Roman. Yeah. But Roman yeah. needs a definitive WrestleMania victory over rock and everybody's saying bullshit, but like, it's not because, you know, just because of the dynamics of the way it is now. Yeah. Well, people, so a lot of people, uh, just watch WrestleMania. I think that's like all that they watch all year. So if Roman loses every, <laughs> so Roman needs that win. So the history books will show he beat him. So. Yeah, they, they all he did was stack two small guys last WrestleMania. He yeah. needs to he needs to get his revenge on on Brock. I'm really interested though in the Amos side of things because um, Amos is just this huge guy who is really over. You know, whenever he gets tagged in or whatever, the crowd goes bananas. He does not do much. He he mainly stands in the middle of the ring and slams whoever walks into him. But, man, with, he's over. And if they can, you know, work out some of the kinks so that he can do a competitive match, throw him in the Royal Rumble, who's going to – I mean, he's going to be top-heavy. Like, you know, that was Kane's issue all the time, but – 
Let's. That's the way that that big men are supposed to wrestle, though. We don't need big men doing flips because then why do we need the small guys? You know, <laughs> right, right? Just have him come, dude. Him versus Big E. Yeah, I think they would. They would give him 10, 12, 15 minutes, and Omos would take a little bit of an ass kick again, show us what he could really do, and still be that that big man. You know, I just I had the know. visual of uh, Omos doing a, a senton to the floor, and I'm thinking to myself, what twelve guys are going to catch him? You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh so. man! All right, about what about the women's side? Women's side. Oh, I mean, if you're gonna go the Lesnar route, route you have to go kind of new, new blood mm -hmm. with, with, with the women. It's tough. I mean, I could still see Bailey winning it on a comeback, but, um. I mean Raquel makes sense, but I don't that's kind of not Vince's style to just have somebody like debut in the rumble and win it. it. I don't know. It's this is that's really tough one with the women. Yeah, yeah, it is. I so uh John DeCani said Raquel was his hope, but Rhea was his probable. Well, um, Rhea just won it last year, though. They're gonna have her do it two years in a row. Uh depends on what they want to do, right? I mean you know, we haven't seen Asuka in a long time. And you you talked about people who won the Royal Rumble twice. She won the first one. And, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, we talked about Bailey making her comeback. If she made it to Rumble, she'd be a couple of months early, like several months early on her recovery. Asuka, as far as we know, is healthy. So maybe, you know, you bring Asuka back around the December time frame just to say she's going to be in the Rumble. And you set it up. Doesn't matter who the champion is, as long you know it's gonna be a it'd be a great match with her. You know who else I'm thinking now that I think about it is Naomi because of this whole thing she's got going on with Sonya Deville, and so you'll never give her a shot. And so the Naomi will go and win the Rumble and say, okay, now you got now I get my shot, and then she can mess with her the whole way, moving up to 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 WrestleMania, and then put stipulations on everything, and make her defend her shot at the title at the next pay per view, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I'm just gonna pull this pull a thread that you reminded me of. So Naomi won the SmackDown. Uh, she either won or retained the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania in her hometown of Orlando. So that has me thinking: Texas is WrestleMania this year. And that makes me feel a little bit more like maybe they will pull the trigger on Raquel because that's where Raquel's from. And, you know, you could get her Rumble okay. into Mania. And, is that and the they will have a pretty smart crowd because it is Rumble. Yeah. And they probably will have a NFT pay-per-view the day before. So it might be people double dipping. Yeah. So maybe that's a maybe that's an opportunity there. You know, the, the one thing I mentioned, one of my hopes I mentioned on Monday was I just hope we get the damn takeovers back. Like, we haven't had a, a takeover in forever, it seems like. Um, really? When's the last time we had one? WrestleMania? Uh, the, did oh, we have one at bank? SummerSlam? We may have had one at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think we did. It was, wasn't that when, when uh, Cross beat Balor again? Or no, when Joe beat Cross, right? Yeah, that's the last one. I, I'm just a little worried about like they haven't announced one for Survivor Series weekend, um, and yeah. we're in a new a new sort of uh, era of NXT. So what does the takeover look like? Uh, I just want to make sure we get them. Yeah, I'm thinking we're not going to get a Survivor Series um, takeover, but yeah. I, I'll I'll say that we'll get a Rumble one. 
Okay. All right. That said, any other hopes or wild A predictions before we move on? Any more? Um, not that I could think of. Maybe I'll uh, come up with something by the end. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> We're going to uh, take a quick break here. We'll be back with headlines, and it won't be a very long break, so don't go anywhere. We're back. <laughs> so uh, headlines, we do have a little bit of news to get into. John Moxley entered an inpatient alcohol treatment program. Tony Khan went to Twitter yesterday to announce this. So um, I guess good for John for admitting that he has, you know, an issue that he needs to work through. It seems to, it's, it kind of hit me out of nowhere. It's not surprising, but it is kind of surprising in that sense that like he would have had an issue. He's got a lot of things going on in his life right now. So I give him credit for realizing that and taking actions to, to fix, you know, a problem that he has. It just goes to show that you can look at somebody and think that their life is perfect, like AEW champion, gorgeous wife. You know, he's made plenty of money from from WWE in the past. He's got a brand new baby, and then he's still drinking his face off. I hope yeah. this isn't a uh, like an indication of how like you know the inmates can run the asylum at AEW, where like you don't you, you're not really held accountable for your actions maybe and it might get like make people just say oh screw it i could do whatever the heck i want as long as i show up and have a good match on wednesdays you know like it, you know you see and hear about guys like do, doing drugs backstage and stuff and you don't really hear about that stuff in wwe anymore because they run pretty tight ship but like not saying that they need to be like wwe there and i'm not really even blaming aew for this i'm just saying like if they held their guys a little more accountable, I think maybe something like this could could have been avoided. That's all. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't. I don't. I have no clue on this. Like, if this has been a thing that's a. I guess maybe we'll. Maybe it's interesting. It came out. He did this the day his book came out, so I haven't read his book. Maybe there's some nasty stuff in that book that, like, I mean, he wrote it, so. I don't know. It's it's curious. A lot of stuff happening at the same time. It couldn't be a publicity stunt, could it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Because <laughs> like, God. yeah, because the second you you look up, you know, John Moxie now, his book's gonna come up too, you know, and oh, he just wrote a book, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, in in other news, uh, first of all, best wishes to Mox. Hopefully, uh, absolutely. Full, uh, you know, he succeeds in his program and we have him back on television and all is good. He'll always be my favorite of the shield. Yeah, I, I think me too, actually. Now that you say it. Although Roman's doing well now, but it's a different kind of uh, respect, I guess. Right. Um, so we go from that and I'm going to take you back to 1993. This day in 1993, it's a, a political story. So I hope you're okay with that. Um, Jesse the Body Ventura won the governor of in his home state of Minnesota this day in 1993. He became Jesse the Mind. So that's yeah. fun. You know, I would have said that was like late 90s. I can't believe that was so early oh. in the 90s. Yeah, we were just kids. <laughs> yeah, because I remember it wasn't he like a special guest referee at SummerSlam or something at, yeah, while he was, was still governor. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I don't think it was 98. I think it was 99 because I wasn't watching in 98. That's okay. the only reason I think it was 99. Yeah. Was that the Highway to Hell one? 
or the year after? No, it was the year after. No, it was Triple H versus Mankind versus Stone Cold for the title. Okay. Stone Cold was champ. Mankind won it. Triple H beat him the next night on Raw. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, from Jesse the Body, we go to Impact. So Impact, if you check out their roster page, there were five names removed. Um, so call it news, call it rumors or whatever. Impact told PW Insider that no talents have been released and that we shouldn't read in, that this is an indication that they will be released. But it's still kind of weird that they were removed from the website. So here are the names. No Way. Uh, no Way Jose. Mm-hmm. Taylor Wilde. TJP. Tommy Dreamer. And PD Williams, who PD Williams apparently is going through a tryout to be a WWE producer right now. So that kind of would make sense. But... Uh, interesting set of names. I mean, there's a lot of drama around Tommy Dreamer, so that mm-hmm. makes sense. TJP is working a lot of different places, so I could see if his contract was up that they wouldn't maybe renew it. Uh, Petey Williams, looking elsewhere. Taylor Wilde's a short-timer anyway. And no way, Jose, if they probably would have signed a short-term deal with him. So if all these guys were released, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think no big deal either way. Those guys will... Be fine and work if they don't have the job with the impact, you know. Right. Yeah. ROH has booked uh, the Briscoes to defend the GCW Championships at their Honor for All show on November fourteenth. They're going to be facing AJ Gray, who I can't say his nickname on the show without getting kicked off the air. <laughs> uh, maybe I can. It's the Mother F and Truth, <laughs> and then Effie. Um, so AJ Gray and Effie are going <coughs> to you know, So that was an interesting uh, booking decision. Um, and then, John, for you, I don't I don't know if you've decided one way or another whether you go into War Chamber uh, in, in Philadelphia on November 6th, but they did announce, MLW announced Los Parks versus 5150 in a Philly street fight for the tag team titles. The uh, 5150 is the team of Slice Boogie and Danny Limelight managed by Conan and Los Parks is obviously, you know, the chairman, La Parca and his his kids, uh, versus uh so it's it's them for defending the titles against five one five oh. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a game time decision whether I can go to this thing or not, because I don't uh, I don't know if I have to work on Saturday night yet. So yeah. um there are still good seats available though. So for all you people who are on the fence, just save one for me at least. There you go. Or buy one for him and send him the ticket. Yeah, you know, help a help a Just brother. Leave out. it, leave it for me at will call, John Smith. <laughs> There'll probably well, be no nobody else who walks up and says, uh, "John Smith." <laughs> 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 Any words of advice for the folks today? Uh, words of advice? No, I didn't think of any words of advice today because I was thinking so hard about the uh, <laughs> the other stuff we were going to be talking about. Put your oh, picks. I'm sorry. In. Put your picks. Yeah, in. put your picks in. <laughs> and stay stay tuned for our uh, special uh, the week after Royal Rumble as we uh, yes. as we talk. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, as we, we we talked about a lot of things today, but the reason that we're doing this show, these shows like this, and we're we're announced the roundtable for the time period after uh, Royal Rumble is that I have some big projects that are coming up. Uh, that I'm working on for Minister Bell time. And some of them I'm really excited about. I can't quite let everything out of the bag yet, but 
my website, it is going to go through a major technical upgrade, which will make things faster, give me the ability to run queries on match statistics and things like that. Um, but so there's a lot of work that's going into those kind of things. Um, but also, in order to focus on those things that I'm working on, um, we're going to be shutting the Daily Wrestling News show down, going on hiatus. We're calling it the end of season one, which was a year-long season. So, And there's a lot of content, like 200 episodes. Uh, and then, but we're probably going to be back. We'll do some post-show things. We'll do some roundtables. We've already announced the, the post-Royal Rumble roundtable. Not that we put a date on it yet, but we know it'll be seven to 10 days after. Um, so we're, we're planning to still probably do some interviews. It just won't be every day, which means every single one that we do is going to be great because we won't be doing daily content. Uh, we'll have lots of time to plan and do everything. So uh, stay tuned. We just won't have one every single day, but we will have content. So um, that's still be able to see us on the Essential Wrestling Podcast on Tuesdays. Damn right. On the Essential Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> every Tuesday at 6 p.m., join John Smith and myself alongside John DeCani. Al Carl is our host. He will guide us through the week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. You can find out who we think are going to win the week's matches every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. And if you like sports, uh, join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. Excuse me, Primetime Rundown. They take you to the world of sports, and the show kicks off at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And while we're at it, Pro Wrestling Pick'em is a place where you can join or create a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. You can create an account now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. So, John, we've got the promos out of the way. We've got, uh, you know, the PSA or on the uh, on the show. We've done our hopes. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I know it's a day late, but you should have went out and voted yesterday, everybody. There you go. You know, vote. You can, your voice can't be heard unless you vote. I'm going to say that was a word of advice. Yes, that is a word of advice. For 364 days from now, you must go out and vote. Absolutely. All right. Well, for John Smith, I am Ryan Joy. We will see you tomorrow. Al Carl will be on the show. Okay.